Hey, it's Ian Altman. On this episode, I'm joined by my good friend Bob London of Chief Listening Officers. Bob and I often talk about different things that we see in sales and marketing, some good, some not so good. And it sparked a number of questions that come into the show for us to address. And there's one right now that certainly is worth a discussion. So, Bob, can you share the question that came in from one of our listeners? Absolutely. And thanks. Thanks for having me again, Ian. Here's, here's a listener question that, that came in this week. Dear Ian and Bob. What do you think about using DNA testing sites like 23andMe and Ancestry.com to find B2B prospects? Signed, over-the-top marketer, Dubuque, Iowa. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if this warrants discussion. I mean, that's got to be one of the craziest ideas I've ever heard of, Bob. You know, Ian, after getting to know you for a number of years, I'm really surprised at you. I'm really surprised that you would be so quick to dismiss what really could be an interesting idea. It could be enterprising. I mean, at least doesn't it warrant some discussion? Can't we just talk about it? Yeah, I mean, I guess the the premise is that there are no such thing as stupid questions, um, only stupid people answering them, which would be us. So that seems totally <laughs> fitting. Um, but the, I guess I guess let's just let's just kind of unpack this idea. Well, let's do that. I mean, like you know what the first thing that came to mind for me was? Okay, twenty three and Me. So for those of you who don't know. It's a service, it's a DNA research, it's sort of an ancestry research genealogy site where they send you a kit and you, literally, I'm not joking, you spit into an envelope, send it back, and they analyze your DNA, and then it's uploaded to a giant database where you can see who you're related to, first cousins, second cousins, third cousins, fourth cousins, you can see your genealogy, you can see um, your, um, your, your, your ethnic makeup. Um, and it's kind of fascinating. So for the, for those of you, right. So that's your understanding of what those are. right? Yeah, and, and I guess, and I guess as, as we're talking about this, Bob, you know, what we always advise people is look, thought leaders often say when you're prospecting, you want to find a deeper way to connect with your potential client. So you don't want to have cold calls and cold leads. You want warm contacts. You want to find people who think like you, who act like you. And I guess really. I think what you're saying is why, if you're looking for a warm connection, which as you say, it's what a lot of thought leaders say. That's what they preach. What could be warm than an, a warm-blooded phone call and warm as in warm-blooded relative? Blood relatives. This person is suggesting, Ian, I think this is brilliant. This person is actually suggesting that if they upload their spit to 23andMe, they can find out, you know, they've got thousands of cousins that they didn't know about. Maybe one of them is a decision maker like or a senior VP of procurement at IBM. And then that person can contact them and say, hey, we're cousins. Did you know we're cousins? Blah, blah, blah. And then in the second or third conversation, they can say, by the way, what do you do at IBM? It's brilliant. The rock star top performer you're looking for in your sales organization isn't looking for a job right now. In fact, they are totally content crushing it for somebody else. The folks at Peak Sales Recruiting have discovered an approach so that those rock star candidates will quickly discover that they're better off working for you than for somebody else. And if you've ever wondered what are the right questions to ask to know if I'm getting a great candidate or just someone who's going to be okay? Well, they also have a sales interview guide available. 
You can learn more about Peak Sales Recruiting and get their free sales interview guide by visiting peaksalesrecruiting.com slash Ian. Ian, what's the truth about this? Well, what's, look, what do we really think? Let's tease it out here. Well, so, so we Bob, had man, some obviously, fun. Obviously, we're having some fun. We're, we're poking fun at well, it. Well, hopefully it's obvious. But, but exactly. Someone's not out there spitting into an envelope as yeah, we speak. Yeah. Right right now, 23andMe stock just went up because <laughs> a whole bunch of people have spit into a cup. The new use this case. Is, this, is a, this is a silly idea. I'm a big fan of 23andMe. I've done it with my family to connect with my family members. The idea of connecting with your prospect is fantastic. Connect around common interests. Connect around the kind of problems that you solve. One of the things we know is that in the research that I've done and all the research that Bob has done as well, we've got a finger on the pulse on how people make and approve decisions. And so if you really want to find a way to connect to people, sure, you can find personal interests, but they have to be authentic. So you can't all of a sudden, if you're not a football fan, see on their Facebook page they're a football fan and pretend that you are because it's going to seem inauthentic. And you're actually going to erode trust rather than build it. So it's okay to find common areas to connect. And ultimately what you want to do is make sure you can describe very well the problems that you solve and the types of outcomes you deliver for clients. And that's going to engage people to want to connect with you because ultimately you're going to find other people who are facing those similar types of problems and want those same types of outcomes. I love it. I think that um, we've had some fun with this now. So, and I think we, but we, we can agree. And I think most people listening will agree. Okay. What are we really saying here by giving that really spoofy sort of satirical example? What we're saying is there is a lot of over the top marketing out there and it is uh, sort of, I jokingly refer to it as the ROI or return on intrusiveness. People believe that the end justifies the means. If I call people enough times, if I uh, annoy them enough times, uh, if I call their cell phone enough times, they will pick up, and as long as I have a chance to give my pitch, why? Because I believe I'm helping them. I'm doing them a service. That's all great, but what what marketers and sellers neglect too often is the collective effect that has on on the, the reputation of the seller, not just the person but the company, and that's what's eroding so much over time that I see. So, yeah, this we've had some fun with this as a joke. I actually fear that someone might do this one day. Because that is the next logical conclusion of, of marketing noise and sales automation and is to find another way. Everyone's looking for another way to get attention. So it's a good example. I mean, I think it was funny. But um, I, I, I think it's a symbol of, of what, where we don't want the world to go. I couldn't agree with you more. We'll have all the information here about any related information in the show notes, different ideas on the types of questions you can ask your customers, some information that Bob shares about how to get to the heart of what really matters with your clients. It'll all be in the show notes. And uh, remember, this show gets its direction from you, the listener. If there's a guest you think I should have on the program, if there's a topic we should cover, if there's a question you'd like us to address, just drop me a note to ian at ianaltman.com. Have an amazing week, add value, and grow revenue in a way everybody can embrace, especially your customer.